Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Bonus episode here of the Neighborhood Watch on this Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. Once again, Neighborhood Watch, I'm your host, Josh Neighbors, part of Crystal Ball College Football and the wider 365 Sports Network. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel. We are 1,100 away from our goal of 12,000 before the season starts, so please subscribe today. Uh, on the show, we are going to discuss the Pac-12, George Klyavkov speaking at Media Days, and also kind of the two approaches, almost a very theoretical exercise today, but the two approaches that we've been seeing to the Pac-12, kind of the thoughts about whether they're in a good spot or not. And that is what we're going to attack today, because I think there is some good reading to do. If you all read Ross Dellinger, if you all read Stuart Mandel, they're kind of different thoughts about what's happening in that league right now. So we're going to attack that. Follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can get the show wherever you get your podcasts as well. All right, let's get into it. So uh, I did the show yesterday reacting to George Klyavkov's comments. Number one, I actually think he did a pretty good job. There was one slip up, obviously, that we talked about a bunch. You all can go back and watch that episode. I highly recommend doing so. But I was reading from folks who were there, Stuart Mandel of The Athletic and then Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports. And I think this kind of highlights um, a couple things. Like you can be a reasonable person. You can also be a reasonable reporter and uh, have a different idea of what is going on in the Pac-12 right now. Now, it, it could be based off, you know, like I guess what perspective you're coming from, right? I'm kind of a mixture of both. Uh, obviously, I cover the Big 12, but also there's a part of me that wants the Pac-12 to remain. Um, once again, don't love the things about, hey, are we going to go shopping there yet? Don't think that was a really good comment. I don't think we should be kind of doing it like that, you know, very publicly kind of bashing folks and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I think there's there's that perspective, uh, you know, where, hey, you're getting annoyed by those kind of comments. But also, too, we're all just trying to exist in this FBS world. We're all fans of schools. We all hope that the schools have a shot to compete and play for meaningful championships. All right. So that's where I kind of begin with this. Um, and, and that's where I'll go with Ross Dellinger first. So it says, while Colorado flirts with exit, Pac-12 commish continues urging patience on TV deal. And he basically mentions how Colorado AD Rick George swift, uh, swiftly left the main stage at Pac-12 Media Days on Friday because he had a plane to catch. Um, and I, I think Ross kind of read into that, like, you know, he's not in any hurry to stay. And he did have somewhere to be, but kind of that scene of the Colorado AD getting out of there as fast as possible encapsulated the Pac-12's hairy situation, as he puts it, one of its most respected administrators escaping from a pack of reporters into the desert heat. He said for eight hours here at their annual celebration of the upcoming season, Commissioner George Klyavkov and co attempted to shift the focus on actual football. After all, the conference boasts one of the most talented crop of returning quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, he mentions in there. Uh, obviously, you know, UCLA is there for one more year. Kalen DeBoer has done a great job at Washington. Deion Sanders, obviously, at Colorado. And then he says, and yet, though, for a consecutive year uh, at this event, the league's uncertain future 
and continued instability lingered in the uh, like the new Vegas sphere that he says ominous and unavoidable. Uh, he says that George Klyavkov fielded a peppery of questions. To his credit, answered all of them. He said, "No, the deal is not finalized. Yes, the Pac-12's media deal will be a strong one, but he says, uh, you know, it's grown stronger as the league has waited. And no, he's not concerned about losing any Pac-12 members." Yes, he is now aware of the uh, year-long narrative about his league. The Pac-12 is on the way to a collapse. He says, quote, I know where the sources of that are coming from, end quote. Then he said, I discount that because I know the truth. For many of us, the only real truth is the Pac-12's negotiations. He says that it's nothing. Speculation has run rampant, but the talks have been cloaked in secrecy. Klyavkov has been tight with details, even with his own constituents, some take that as an on, uh, ominous sign, or others say it's quite normal. So this is where he gets to the meeting part. On Thursday, Patchell presidents and administrators met for what turned out to be another limited update on the progress of negotiations. Multiple sources confirmed to Yahoo Sports. A disappointment considering the Colorado Chancellor's public, and that's DiStefano, Public comments earlier this week, DiStefano told the Denver Post that figures for a potential TV contract were expected to be shared Thursday. That was never the case, according to those within the league. Why did DiStefano make such a comment? Was he using it as a tool to put pressure on the commissioner? Some believe that to be the case. Impatience is growing. Need to see the numbers, one conference official said. So, you know, we're talking about, hey, look, and also he mentions that the specter of adding new teams, it kind of feels like it's fading just a little bit. Uh, and, you know, it's he says perhaps the Pac-12 deal is on the cusp of completion. Interesting comment in his opening statements. Klyavkov may have offered a window into the timeline. Quote, we are not announcing a timeline or a TV deal today on purpose because I want the focus to be on football, end quote. He says, does that mean, uh, you know, the deal is coming? Once again, he said, don't read too much into the statement. And Ross does conclude the clock is ticking. A handful of presidents the past month announced public deadlines for a TV deal, and they have not come to fruition. And he said it's not a concern about possible defectors. That's George Klyavkov. Maybe he's right not to fear the loss of a member's school, or maybe he's wrong. George's swift eps, and that's Rick George um, uh, he's talking about, not uh, George Klyavkov, but it's Rick George, Colorado AD, swift exit, he thinks that's a sign of things, kind of the state, the status as it is right now. That is Ross's angle on this. Um, and I've, I kind of lean more towards that direction because people keep asking for numbers. And I've been bringing up the hard numbers thing, too. And I've ca I called Jim Williams a couple weeks ago to ask him, like, OK, what's the difference between numbers and hard numbers? Like, what does that mean? Because hard numbers, like, it's exact. Yes, but. If you are in the Pac-12, if you're a president or an AD, don't you know the range at this point? Like, if you know, generally speaking, who the people are involved, don't you actually, wouldn't you know the range after this much time of what you're really looking at numbers-wise? It's hard to think that, like, if you want to beat the number 31.7, the Big 12 number, it's hard to fathom a world in which, like, you don't really know how close-ish you would be to that. I think there's a chance, you know, people have mentioned, hey, is there a chance where subscriber numbers might factor into how much there is there is being paid? I don't think so, because I don't think you want that much variance, right? Like there's already variance in how much a conference gets based off of bowl game numbers. You know, and I think you know how many bowl games usually going to get, but how many, you know, like the Big 12 got eight of 10 last year. It's fantastic, right? Eight teams in bowl games. It's more, you know, uh, it's more money. Uh NCAA tournament revenue, like you don't know how many games your teams are going to play in the NCAA tournament. So 
Therefore, like you aren't sure about that. So there's some fluctuation. You generally know a range about that too, but do you want another factor where things could fluctuate? Also, the idea of revenue splitting, you know, uh, among schools, like who's getting more and whatnot based off performance. I mean, if we have this many variables, it could be harder, right? It, it, I, I think at that point, I'm, I'm walking away if there's that many variables just based off that fact. Like that is why I want hard numbers in these schools. And the fact they cannot present hard numbers at this point in time for this much time tells me that, I mean, I'm not really sure there are, like, I'm not really sure they're there, right? It, it still feels like it's just flimsy. I think that's what Ross came to. Like, you should know a range at this point. It's hard to think you don't. And if they don't, that's a major problem if you don't know the range of numbers pretty comfortably that you're going to be in. And so I think that's where he's looking at, you know, some of the body language, reading some of that stuff. And look, I, I'm a source sources person and Ross's sources here, even within the league are saying, no, no hard numbers were presented, which obviously, and then he's reading, you know, Rick George's body language there and saying that, look, I mean, you know, all of this stuff is linked together and they're here and still nothing is, is prevalent. And it goes back to something I said last week. And it goes back to something I said this week too. Uh, or mostly earlier this week is when I talked about it, I believe. Um, the fact, the idea that, that this, that once again, you have bad news coming out that you are not going to have a TV deal announced by your media day on Friday. You spike that story a little, a little bit with the reports or information that new, new folks, new entities have come to the table bidding for your league, which once again could be true. But also it makes sense that you'd want to put that in there because you've missed a deadline and you're going to be under some serious scrutiny because you do not have a deal a year after you opened your TV negotiations. So that is why I think it feels like the heat is on. I feel like things are not quieter because, um, you know, they're closer. I would say they're quieter because, and they could be closer, but still they have nothing and the heat is turned up with that and with media days and with football right around the corner. I'd like to offer, though, a different side of this from Stuart Mandel. Where is the Pac-12 TV deal at Media Day? George Klyavkov tries to focus on football. Mandel says the Pac-12 made a concerted effort at Friday's Football Media Day to spotlight its upcoming season. It opened festivities at the Zauk, I believe it's Zauk nightclub, yes, in the Vegas nightclub with a Fashley video montage, Bevy of star quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, all of those guys. Uh, and I think it's, it's important. They use Michael Penix and Bo Nix of Washington, Oregon, obviously two big heavy hitters. He said that once again, he uses the comment, we're not announcing the deal on purpose. Um, you know, does that mean the deal is done? I think you're reading far much into it was Klyavkov's comment. And Mandel notes, this is the first time that he's talked about this stuff since December. And he says the year's worth of presidents, presidents predicting a couple weeks by the end of the month. Uh, and he said there's nothing that could have that Klyavkov could have said that would not have been met with rolled eyes. But in conversations with several ADs and league officials over the course of the day, folks seem to be a lot more relaxed than they did this time a year ago. The 10 schools are together. In recent weeks, there's been substantive progress on a media deal, Oregon AD Rob Mullen said. Like everybody, excuse me, I'm, I'm excited to get it across the finish line echoing the report by The Athletic earlier this week. Mullins referenced additional players at the table have recently emerged. Ask whether any concern remains about the four corner schools going to the Big 12. He said, I'm not losing any sleep over it. 
it's been virtually impossible over the past year to glean any credible details about which media companies the Pac-12 is or isn't talking to, much less for how much money they might get. I will say this. I feel pretty confident in Andrew Marshan's reporting and John Oran's reporting. I feel very confident in those guys because they cover sports media for a living and their reporting about people not being involved is pretty consistent with the fact that we do not have a deal yet. So I would push back on the idea that there's any credible. Now, it hasn't been as of late, right? So uh, not of late, we haven't learned anything. But I feel like that reporting at the time still stands up. Klyavkov has kept his tight circle, which I think is a good move. A legal official told me only one other person in the room uh, with him for the meetings. But uh, Klyavkov has done nothing to change the Pac-12 is dying narrative by hiding in his bunker the past several months. Several months. Uh, we could have spent all year last year getting into it. He said, he said on every single rumor that's been passed out about our conference, he said Friday, we decided to take the high road. Until there's an actual deal signed to announce an actual dollar figure comparable to the Big 12's 31.7, there's little evidence for anyone outside the league's boardrooms to believe that Klyavkov's assertion that getting the right deal has always been more important to our board than the conference. And he says, no one is, uh, you know, Mandel continues, no one has identified the mysterious new bidders that purportedly entered or re-entered the picture sometime in the past month. But the league official outlined several factors where the market may have changed in the conference's favor. This is interesting here. Quote, think about what the media and technology companies have been doing for the last nine months. Economic downturn, soft ad market, worse stock performance for most of those guys in decades, layoffs, writers, and now actor strikes league official said it's been brutal economic time we're just starting to come out of that what we've seen is that every time we wait we get more opportunities and better numbers so i you know i get that that makes a little bit of sense right that and i guess i talked about it before the show okay the pac-12 kind of was in a bad spot because they got in this really weird time to be in the media space looking for a deal when all of these companies are laying off writers all of these companies are going through staff turnover, all of those things. Yeah, it makes sense, right? It does make a little bit of sense that, you know, it's it's a bit different than normal uh, because of all of those things happening. So I do sympathize or do empathize a little bit with that. But the market is turning in some ways. I just don't know why now in the midst of an actors and writers strike and all these layoffs, like are are these media companies back to wanting to spend money? Uh, is there a strong desire to get back into the Pac-12 product as we approach the season? Is it making kind of a stronger desire to get involved in the product? Yeah, I mean, maybe. But the problem is these schools need to know what they're pitching to these kids, where they're going to be playing their games, all of those things. Those have to be known. And once somebody did put this on my, um, sent this to me and said, you know, it's like the the purple used car is sitting in the lot and it, you know, it's it's not getting any more valuable as time goes along. Um, to some extent, that is true, but also like you know, like used car values, car values have been skyrocketing as of late. So maybe that could be the case. Maybe there is a little bit of positivity there. But also too, like that, there is the other side of this is there is more heat on the Pac-12 to get a deal done, and I don't know how that pressure benefits the league. Like all of these people are all of a sudden like, we need college football. We got to have the Pac-12. You might come in to get them at a better number, but you're not coming. 
I don't see a situation where these all of these companies are going to like bid themselves, you know, up to the point where it's like, all right, we're going to pay us now. The only reason you'd come in now is because you think you might be able to get them on a pretty cheap deal, right? You might come to the Pac-12 saying, all right, I want to pony up. I want to pay because you, th or, you know, uh, pony up a, a relatively decent number because you think the value might be there in getting them now at a cheaper price. Not because like we have to have it now. We need to have this right now ASAP. So I, 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 that's the way I kind of see it. Like I, I see it once again, more in the pressure side of things and with the possibility that, that, yeah, it could be opening up, you know, once again, used car market, like things got better, you know, obviously there, those prices went way up, but I have a tough time believing that these companies are showing up being like, we're ready to pay full price. Uh, and we're going to start competing against each other to pay full price. Now you think you, you might come in now to get a steal, a bargain, not for a big time, uh, you know, not for like, we got to have it now. We've never given any, Anyone, any indication, uh, you know, about something when it comes to realignment, adding schools, he says the priorities are rights deal, grant of rights, and then we'll consider expansion. So one reason SDSU has no clarity, two league sources told the athletic on Friday is that there's not uh, unanimity uh, among the presidents to expand at all. It would take an eight to two vote and at least two schools, one of them assumed to be Oregon, don't currently support it. The rationale being they'd rather compete with fewer schools for the Pac-12's birth into the expanded CFP, not to mention sharing CFP revenue with fewer mouths. That makes a lot of sense. I don't think they're going to make San Diego State a full member off the bat, uh, but also, too, you still might be siphoning money that way. Uh, once again, the 10 remaining schools have agreed to a grant of rights, which includes equal sharing of media revenue, but performance-driven distribution of CFP money. It could theoretically be signed within days, and it's not like they'd be starting from scratch on expansion. The presidents know, uh, well, the most popular targets are SDSU and SMU. Let's uh, So, you know, once again, mentions that the league wants them to focus on football. In the time of the story, obviously, Deion Sanders is not there. Where to find games in 2024 remains TBD, but maybe we'll get the details in the next couple of weeks. So I do think Mandel is very much pointing out, hey, they're not worried about the Big 12. They're so focused on their own deal. But it's not like really a worry about the Big 12. It's more the Big 12 number and why that might allure somebody away, right? Like it's, it's kind of what it is. Um, you know, that's why people are concerned about that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I, I look like I think Stewart was I think Stewart was actually relatively fair. Like, hey, this has been up and down. They're saying new folks at the table. We don't know who's at the table. I think Ross is a bit more down on it. Um, I think they both kind of highlight the reality. I think the people Stewart talked to, though, are a bit more optimistic. I do think though Stewart has been not burned, but I mean, he's talked to some folks have been optimistic within the league. And that's been a while now they've been optimistic in the league. And I find a I once again find it tough that the value of this league is just skyrocketing as as time goes along. No, I mean it's the only one available, but like it's you're under pressure. You you aren't you know like you need to put this product somewhere for the rest of the league to know where everybody's going to be. Uh, and if you lose school, it might you might still just be okay, but you still need to figure this out because it matters for recruiting and getting the best athletes on campus. So I think there's two schools of thought on this. Hey, they're still sorting through things. Um, and I think though now, I, like out of the weekend, I want to see what the story is because you're not getting concrete numbers. I mean, I think folks are going to start to waver a bit more.
Um, and I'm wondering if, if the, I'm wondering how thorough the presentation was because if numbers weren't presented, then, you know, like how far along are we actually, and they talked about acceleration, how accelerated are we? If that is the case, it really feels like it's a tough sell at that, at this point to be like, things are a lot better than they were before. Despite the fact that I thought, I thought Klyavkov did a good job, but it did about as well as he could, but we're getting these new details about, you know, no hard numbers being presented and not being much of a substantial, you know, substantial update. Then we look at Colorado and say, what's going on here? We look at Arizona now and say, what's going on here? We have to ask those questions, I think. All right, that will do it for this special edition of the show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore at NWPod365. Please subscribe to the channel, uh, like the videos, leave comments as well. See you folks on Monday.